Welcome to E-Society Podcast. Hey, hey, what's up? It's Azizu back again, E-Society Podcast. We talk TV, movies, comics, collecting sports, and everything entertainment. And this is episode 257. Today we'll be talking about TV, including The Old Man, Rutherford Falls Season 2, Dark Winds, YoM TV Raps, Miss Marvel, and Obi-Wan Kenobi. Movies, including... Jurassic World, Dominion, and Dashcam. And as always, it's the Week in Sports, the Week in Funko and Collecting, weekly Star Wars moment, and our weekly random movie and song recommendations. But before I go any further, it's the news! Oh, fuck. Oh. Sorry, everybody. Um. Yeah, fuck. I'm gonna get this out of the way now. Just right out, right out the gate. Um, good friend of mine. He was a member of the E Society. He uh let us stay in his house when we went up to uh, Emerald City Comic Con a few years ago. Went to Funko HQ a couple blocks from his house. One of my best friends in the whole world. He was there for me from since we were little kids, since since preschool. Uh, uh, I'm talking about my brother Darren. That's what I knew him as. But his real name was Richard Darren Powell. Um, family called him Chubbs after his uh, his father, uh, Richard Powell Sr. Um, everyone called him Chubby. Didn't really, I didn't know Darren's name was Richard, and I didn't know his dad's name was Richard. All I knew him as Darren and Chubby <laughs> my whole life. Um. But he was dealing with some health issues. And he was in the process of uh, getting a kidney transplant. And he was he went in for a procedure last month to help him along because he's he was he was doing good. Uh, It was due to drinking. And he was dealing with this for like 11 years. I mean, he was sober for 11 years. No drinking when the doctors told him, look, man, you need to stop or you're going to die. They were saying that everything was everything was.
uh, of his life. Went to dialysis a few times a week. It was a long journey of what he was doing to get himself well. And he was coming close to the end to where he was almost to that point where he was going to get that kidney transplant. But they had to do some last minute things to help him along. So he went into the hospital to get this procedure done. It was kind of like an in and out thing, but uh, he was there for a couple of days and then he was fine. They, they let him go. But when he went home and um, something was bothering him, he wasn't able to go to the bathroom. Like he wasn't able to take number two. So he was feeling weird. So he went to the hospital and they, he told him what was going on. So they gave him some more stuff. Look, here's some like really strong laxatives. It should loosen you up and help you go. And, and it did. Uh, so we sent him home. And they said, well, if you feel the same or anything, anything else, just come back. So he went home for a couple of days and he had called me. Uh, he called me right before he went in for his procedure. And then when he got home and when he was telling me he was going back because he wasn't feeling good, he called me and I told him, all right, man, we'll just fucking go in there and get it taken care of. So he went back again the second time. And I guess they were doing whatever they were doing to him, but then they couldn't. I think he, he said he went a couple of times, but then I don't know what happened. It just took a turn to the worse. I guess there was some infections in there. I guess if you if your shit or whatever stays inside you too long, it starts to mess things up. So it started messing up with his insides and his colon and his stomach and wherever else in there. And he went into a coma. And he woke up one day and then he had texted me and I was like, are you all right? And he goes, yeah, man, I'm fine. I'm good. And that was the last I heard. But the last time I had talked to him, when I told him, I said, yeah, you'll be all right, man. And he was like, yeah, I'm good, man. Don't worry about me. I'm all right. I went, all right, man. And uh, he said, I love you, brother. And later, I said, all right, man, I love you too, man. Just give me a call whenever. And that was the last thing he said to me. <laughs> a couple of days later, or about a week or so later, he was, went into a coma, and I guess it was just downhill from there. Things just didn't, wouldn't get better. They went in for emergency surgery. I guess they had to go in there and cut open his colon and his stomach and try to get everything out of there. But it was just too much for his body. His brother told me that there were some people in there that were, like, sick. I mean, they were COVID patients. And he told me, he was like, yeah, man, D got COVID, too, while he was in there. I was like, what? I don't, I don't know. I, I need to talk to um, his wife and everything some more. But I don't know. I mean, Steve, his brother, he was, he was kind of out of it. I just so worried and stressed and I'm sure he wasn't sleeping and the thing that was sucky was their sister passed back in the beginning of the year in January and that was the last time I saw D was was at the funeral and the little reception afterwards and well, then the next day we went and had breakfast and that was the last time I saw him 
And he was like, man, I just, I got to take care of my mom. That was one of the reasons why he was trying to get himself better was to take care of his mom. He goes, I can't leave my mom like this. I got to, I got to get myself better and take care of her. And that's what he did. Fucking just quit cold turkey. He didn't go to rehab, nothing. He just quit drinking. Shit, man. We drank and smoked and everything. We were teenagers and everything. And then I moved up here and I, I didn't see him that often. Backed. But, yeah, when he went in, when he went into the coma, I was just expecting him to wake up. I mean, you want your loved ones to wake up. But when Steve was telling me, he was texting me like, hey man, I don't, I don't think he's going to make it. And he just like, man, I, I don't, I don't, he, I, that's what he was telling me. And his wife was telling me he's still in the same condition. He's all right. He's still with us. And I was getting kind of mad. I mean, man, I love Steve to death. He's my brother. But I, I don't know. I was just feeling mad that he was saying, oh, man, it's over. It's over. And I was like, it, it's not over until it's over. <laughs> so. But I, I understand how he feels. I, mean, I, I totally understand how he feels. Because later I talked to him and then he was telling me it was after Darren had passed and he was telling me, um, he was like, yeah, man. Um, he goes, I just didn't want my brother to hurt anymore. Because I guess Darren told me he said he was in pain. He never told me that. He didn't. I guess he didn't want me to worry. But he was telling Steve, he was like, yeah, man, this shit hurts. And he said he just didn't want his little brother to hurt anymore. So uh, his wife called him today, man. Uh, here, I want you to talk to him. I'll just put the phone up to his ear. And I, and I told him, I didn't need to tell him. He already knows this. But I just wanted, I just needed him to, to hear it one last time. Something that I've said over and over and over millions of times. How much I loved him. And what he did for, for me my whole life. Always being there. This this motherfucker was there. If I needed him, a drop of a hat, he would be there. And I was the same way for him. Many times we got into rumbles with other fools. D was always right there. Throwing hands. I knew I could always depend on him. No matter who I was with. Mike as well. Shit, man, we we've gotten to so much bullshit. <laughs> All the fun times we had when we were kids and we we're really little kids playing in the sandbox at school, acting up, fucking up when we were older and everything, and just skateboarding, having fun, going to concerts, and fucking just listening to music. He listened to all kinds of music. He he was into all the the, the whole Bay Area thrash stuff with me. Went to all those shows and everything. But he listened to Prince and Michael and George Michael. He really loved him. Dave Matthews and stuff like that. And all the old uh, 70s R&B. 
I just I just told him, I said, man, we we've been there. We've been to hell and back many times. And I said, I'll miss you, brother. But I know I'll see you again. I said, not anytime soon. I have too much on my plate to deal with right now. I told him, I said, well, we'll, we'll laugh again. But I know he's with his dad again. He's with his sister. His, all, his older brother passed away a few years ago, Leon. So you're with you. I told him, so you're with your dad, you're with Leon, you're with Dareth. Told him to. I told him to take care of um, Kyle for me. To look after him. Look after him. Like he looked after me when we were growing up. Teach him how to draw. Teach him how to skateboard. Teach him how to play guitar. Kyle loved his uncle. He knew when Kyle passed, Darren, he Darren was just I remember he called and left me a mess. I was in, in I wasn't answering my phone for a while and he just left this long message and I could barely understand it because he was just he was just so sad. But he's not hurting, I know that. Much better place than, than all of us. I feel for his mom. Parents shouldn't bury their kids and she had to do it three times. Steve is there, brother, and I told him, I said, dude, you need, you're the one now. You need to take care of your mom. You need to take care of your niece and, and your granddaughter. Everyone was calling to check on me, making sure I was all right. I'm, I'm all right. I'm as good as I can be because everyone knows how close Darren and I were. And it's... It sucks. I fucking hate it. Just want to wake up and see his messages he's always sent to me. He sent me fucking memes like every day. Like the <laughs> craziest shit. That's what it was good. I just I knew he was all right when he was doing that. And then we'd call and laugh around. But man, like like I said, we've been to tons of shows. We've been to all kinds of movies. He really loved uh, the action stuff. He loved Arnold. He loved Stallone. And we used to go see all that shit. The Terminators, the First Bloods. And I remember his dad took us to see the first Lethal Weapon. I didn't even know what that was. He was just go to the movies. All right, fucking let's go. He took us to lunch and then we went to the movie. <laughs> yeah, I was, uh, I was glad. I was thankful I was able to meet him that time. You mentioned we went up to uh, Emerald City Comic Con. And uh, I couldn't have been more hyped. The first 
thing that uh, as uh, you know, he welcomed us into his house was he was playing uh, Triple Frontier, uh, which came out on Netflix, uh, whatever that was, two years ago now, or whatever that was, two, three years ago. And uh, I was looking so forward to that. I was insanely hyped he was playing. He's like, let me let me restart it. I was like, yeah, I'm excited. I was so excited. And uh, if you had listened to the pod for a long time, you know that film went on to make my uh, end of year top ten. So uh uh, although I didn't obviously know him as well as you, I was thankful to have met him. And I, I, that's kind of my connection to him is uh, I remember that uh, he was playing Triple Frontier. <laughs> yeah, he let us stay at his house and then just say, oh, oh no, we, my friend uh, Sarah hooked us up. We stayed in that, that casino hotel. Then the yeah. next night we stayed at Darren's and then. Right. Yeah. So, all right. Yeah, man. But yeah, it was good. I was glad that we were able to see him. And now he let us crash at his place because we went down the street to Funko and blew all our money. That's right. <laughs> oh, so, but that that's that was kind of that was the kind of guy D was, man. He was always cool, man. He whenever you needed, he he was always there. I didn't never I never really needed to ask, even if we just showed up and didn't even ask if we could stay. If we just set up and went to sleep, he wouldn't have cared. I mean, and that's that's how he was. He used to live with us. Um, his mom and he was living with his mom and uh, they were getting a new place, but their new place wasn't quite ready yet. So they, since they moved out of their apartment, I can't remember where she was staying. I think she was staying at a friend's and Darren was staying at our house. He stayed at our house for about like about a week um, and everything, man. But shit, man, we used to fucking, it was always good times, but there was a lot of shit that we did. I ain't proud of it, but we, we, hey, we were kids. But. Right, right. Um, but, uh, it's just, yeah, man, it sucks. I mean, it really, really hasn't hit me. I want it to, so I can just get it over with. Cause I, I don't want to feel that way, but I'm, I'm dreading that it, that it's coming and I've let out some tears and I just let out some for you guys. Sorry about that, everyone, but I just needed to talk about it. Um, but yeah, man, he, he was, he was an amazing guy, man. Uh, and I, I love him. And I'm going to miss him, but I'm glad he's not hurting anymore. He's, he's just, like I said, he's in a much better place. Um, but yeah. Um, oh, really quick. If, if you guys could, can help them out. Um, I put a, I'll put the, in the show notes as well, but if you go over to the East society, either Twitter or, or the Facebook page. There is a GoFundMe for uh, his funeral fund, and if you, whatever you can, I me mean, a dollar fifty cents, whatever you whatever you feel like, please if you can just help him out. Um, yeah, man, funerals are expensive. I can tell you that. Um, but if please for 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 the show, I mean you you can put your name or you can just be an anonymous, but. Um, please, if you can, uh, any, everything and anything helps. So again, I, I put it over on the Facebook page so you can check it out either on East Society or Magnus podcast. Uh, it's there. Um, Twitter, if you follow us, I put the links there. I'll, excuse me. I'll put it in the show notes, um, for this episode, but, um, this episode is, 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 is uh, dedicated, uh, to my brother D, man, um, good guy, good good guy. If you guys are listening and you know him, 
you know how awesome he was or he is i'm not i'm not i'm not gonna talk about him in the past tense this this motherfucker was was cool as fuck he was a ladies man there was many times i was jealous uh of the the gals he was seeing um but we had that code if someone liked someone that other guy would stay like if Darren likes somebody and I'm like, all right, man, I'm good. I'm a step away. I'm not, I'm not a snake and going to go in there and try to take him, uh, take her away from him. <laughs> so but that, that was us, man. We had that bro code and, uh, that, that was good, man. We, we live, we live with that to the end. And I was laughing around telling Mike too. Um, Mike knows a lot of shit about me, but Darren does as well. <laughs> and we always did that, man. With all the stupid shit we did, Man, you better take that shit to the grave and, and never say nothing. And I told Derek or Mike. <sighs> I told Mike that. I said, yeah, man, he fucking. He took that shit with him. All the shit that we did, he took it with him. And I told Mike, I said, you too, you better fucking do that. As me as well. With all the shit we knew about each other. All three of us, man. Uh, all We all grew up together. Oh, We all knew the same people. Everyone knew us. And when they saw the three of us together and everyone else we hung out with, with they were like, uh-oh. Here comes these guys. And... Oh, man. It's tough, everybody. If you've lost anyone in your life, you you know. But, um, yeah, please, if you can, help. Help donate. And, um, again, this, this episode is dedicated to D. And uh, we love you and miss you, brother. Again, I, I know we'll, we'll see you again. We'll, we'll see you again, definitely. But. Oh, all right, everyone. I had to get that out of the way. That was kind of built up in me for a while. So, but um, I'm also just kick it off with some happy news. Golden State Warriors hit it. <laughs> hey, yeah, uh, champions again. Um, I still need to record another uh, check-in. I figure tomorrow is a good time. It's the NBA draft, one week after. The NBA season ended. Uh, we were on the road for game five last Monday. And as we were rolling into Bend, I got to hear most of the first half. And then <laughs> <laughs> we got to the hotel room. The second half was on. And then uh, we rolled over to the Red Robin and they secured game five. So they uh, were headed to Boston where they could close in six. Everybody thought it was going to go to seven, but uh, I was real happy. They finished in six uh, champions once again. Uh, four championships, six finals in eight years. So, uh, yeah, feeling... Uh, Feeling like a dynasty, and uh, it just so happened that it worked out as I was uh, going to be driving Jade back from Eureka to Merced this last Monday. It tied in with the parade uh, that was happening in the Bay, and I couldn't pick up the car any sooner than 7.30, so it started at 11.20. It didn't look like we'd get there till around like uh 12 20 so i kept debating in my head do i go do i not do i go do i not 
And um, as we got close, kind of the Santa Rosa area was around the time the kickoff of the parade. So uh, they had listed the channel where they're going to do some uh, radio coverage. So I tuned into that and that obviously had me excited. And even like the kind of cutoff point for me, if you're familiar with the Bay Area, was do I not go and do I take the Richmond Bridge and continue on or am I going to head over the Golden Gate and try to do this? And I was going back and forth and finally I was just like, ah, let's, let's do it. You never know when wait, we're right here and you never know when another one of these is going to happen. Is this it? Or is there going to be another one next year? You just never know what it's going to be the last one. So um, at first, as we got into SF, I was thinking, well, it's probably going to be crazy. So let me get as close as I can. I'll just drop Jade off. She can pick me something up from the merchandise booth. Um, we saw where that was in the parade route. But as we got closer and closer on the maps, I saw I was only like two blocks away from where I, I had planned to drop her off, which was like another two blocks away from the merchandise booth. And there are all these parking spots. And I was like, shocked and i was like well wait wow we can uh we can actually go i can actually go and um parked and headed down you started to see the confetti flying there is crazy how much uh they shot off of that like you see it in all the parades but it was crazy to see like it's just like it really like didn't stop for like blocks and blocks out like it was still tumbling through the air i caught one to preserve in my wallet <laughs> i should i got the i got a blue one i should have grabbed a yellow one piece too <laughs> it was uh blue and yellow but um yeah uh we made our way down and um it was cool we we're in time for uh the last two buses we missed everybody except for uh right when we got up there the bus with Andrew Wiggins and Jordan Poole was there and we were just out of the range, which actually I wasn't that mad about. I don't need to get sprayed, but uh, Jordan Poole was uh, doing spraying with a super soaker of the crowd um, doing his whole pool party thing. So, uh, but yeah, got a real clear view of uh, Andrew Wiggins. He was right close to where I was Um and then we kind of made our way through. It was crazy to see actually the amount of people, people up in the trees, people hanging up on the um, like the street signs. There were people like way up there. Like I don't one, I don't know how they got up there, and I don't know how they're gonna get down. I mean, I guess I guess they're just gonna slide down. But yeah, that was crazy to see. And then yeah, like just all through the route, they kept shooting, puffing up like every like minute, a new puff of. Uh, confetti would shoot into the air which had it just stream and non-stop it really was everywhere so that was crazy um but yeah then the final bus uh clay thompson and Otto porter uh came through so uh got uh, a good video of uh clay who had himself quite a day you can see on uh, social media pretty much everybody has it espn report all that like riding over in a boat he lost his uh, championship hat, flew off his head. Does uh, here? He sent me video first of uh, he when he was one time he was out of the bus. I'm pretty sure that was after we saw him because it looked further around the, along the parade route. He was like down out of the bus and he tripped on the the track that uh, like the cable car track, the muni track, 
and uh, went stumbling and, and blasted into this lady and knocked her down. So that was the whole thing. He dropped one of his rings. He did clay stuff. He said crazy stuff at the rally, which I guess was different. The one I went to that uh, Nez dropped me off in 2015, um, there was a rally point at the end. They did the parade, and then they ended at a place where they did speeches and everything. I guess the way they did it this time was they were at one of the piers uh, right near the Bay Bridge, and the rally was like on TV, but it was also the only like fans and attendants were like uh, stadium workers, friends and family, like just not the general public. They started, I guess, with the with the with the rally and the speeches, and then they got on the buses and went through and everything like that. So, um, but yeah, after uh, after we saw Clay and got a few videos and soaked all that in. Uh, we finally found the merch uh, bus, which I got a shirt, but they definitely took advantage of. I thought actually it was the reverse and they um, gave you a better deal when you're on location, but I paid like five bucks more for the shirt than I could have just got it online. <laughs> like they got me there, but whatever. It's part of the experience. And I can say I, I got it actually at the parade. So I'm fine with that. Jade got a pin. Uh, but here comes a different side of the story to, to share with you all. Um, I, I it's, This isn't news to me. I knew this, that uh, not just SF, but pretty much anywhere in the area, it can be a real struggle to find a, a restroom. But it, like, hit me. Like, this this happens to me, especially, like, it wasn't like I was chugging anything or anything, but uh, just traveling. It happened to me on the the oregon run we just did like i don't know it like squeezes my body or something and uh like all of a sudden it really hit me and i was like struggling everywhere i was looking in the bucks the subways i was down to the bart station trying to find one i couldn't find one anywhere i was like about to burst it's like a top uh <laughs> most i've ever had to go moment that's for sure but uh finally i found a burger restaurant that uh we had to buy something, and I gladly would have, but the line was already like 20, 30 people long, so it didn't really matter. So um, finally got my restroom there, but uh, that was uh, pretty tough. <laughs> well, according to everyone else, everyone just pisses and shits in the streets of San Francisco, so. Yeah. I'm sure one I more honestly, wouldn't. <laughs> I honestly was eyeing places. I was like. Ooh, do I go right there? Do I go right there? I was eyeing stuff, but like another thing was not surprisingly, like everywhere you turn, there was like a officer standing, like like looking and viewing. So I was like, ah, I don't need no public urination ticket. So <laughs> I was like, ah, focus in, <laughs> hold it, hold it. So, Last time I was out like that, man, I had a cup. I didn't care. I just stood behind a car. Yeah. My <laughs> worst case scenario was if I was got back to the car, which then that became the next issue. I got caught up. So uh, this is not surprising to me. I just thought like, oh, we'll figure it out. It's no big deal. But in the excitement and like, oh, I want to go. And like, let's not miss it. We're already late. Um, we kind of got turned around from where the, our parking spot was. And um the Google map that I normally rely on, it for a second 
had the park spot, but then it disappeared. So I was like, oh, great. But uh, after walking around a little, I pulled up the Apple Maps, and it kept uh, where we parked the car. So I was like, okay. Uh, so I got that back up. So there's a little uh, hack for you if you have, uh, I guess, an iPhone. Uh, Apple Maps does a pretty good job at least. Uh, I've, I've had issues with both Apple Maps and Google Maps as far as, like, taking me out of the way and steering me wrong and stuff like that but uh i was thankful for that feature that uh i was ready if i had to to just <laughs> pretty much run in grids to find the car i was like if we can't find it soon i'm just gonna have you you know relax here i'll run around till i find it <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that was a thing because like with the place we ended up parking it was pretty close to the uh, pyramid building and it was just a random row of spots on like a pretty non-distinct street like it wasn't by anything so it was like there was nothing to like really remember it by <laughs> uh. so but anyways uh yeah uh, that's that story yeah super hyped warriors back again and uh yeah draft tomorrow which to me i always love because growing up uh, a warriors fan when uh, we couldn't have been worse. We always had a top pick in the draft. So to me, like the NBA draft has always been special because that's where some of the most exciting Warriors news would come of the year. Like who's coming to the Warriors? Like I got to the point where I was like, well, I'm excited for him to stay for a couple of years and then he'll inevitably leave whoever it is. <laughs> so that became the norm. But yeah, NBA draft tomorrow. So that'll give me a good chance to uh, catch up on a check-in. <laughs> Well, that's good, man. I watched more basketball this time than I did the last couple times they went. Right, right. <laughs> so, I think the most in one sitting is when we were sitting in Red Robin. <laughs> so okay, okay. <laughs> uh, if you guys listened to that last episode we did in the in the rental, we yep. talked about the last blockbuster and then our, the Heim show we went to right. and everything else. So uh, go listen to that if you haven't listened to it yet. That one's not very long. I think it was in like a half hour. But yeah, um, we we just did it as uh, your part of the ride was coming to an end. Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't even thinking. Oh, yeah. No, me either. Honestly, like I would have brought it up a lot earlier. I was just <laughs> everything else we were talking about. <laughs> yeah, we were probably like about 20, 30 miles out. And I was like, oh, shit, we better do something. Oh, no, we ain't done <laughs> nothing. <laughs> well, we did the videos while we were in Blockbuster. Right. They're all you TikTokers. Thank you for watching all that. But uh, the other big thing, we're going to roll into Star Wars. Did you watch part five or six? I did. And I did it the way that uh, it's probably not the most favorable, especially for finale. You should like probably enjoy the finale, but uh, kind of recovering from because I had the crazy week between, you know, we did all the driving Monday. Then we had the show Tuesday. Then we had all the driving Wednesday. Then I was right back to work, like five, five in the morning. Uh, and then it was truck day. And then all the weekend work. And then the next thing you know, I'm on the road again. And the whole that the the dr driving Jade is like the it's like a seven hour drive. So already to do that, that's fourteen hours plus the three that uh, we probably 
stayed in the, the bay for the parade. Obviously, the 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 part where that we, we really had to pay the price, and I knew this was going to happen, so I, I couldn't, I really couldn't get mad about it. Was on the way out, like the parade was over, and of course, like traffic moved like at a crawl. Like one car moved through the intersection, like per turn. So it was like you were crawling out of the city. Once you got to the bridge, it, it moved and we were fine from there. But yeah, just like the toll of uh, the last week, uh, I guess kind of caught up with these last few days. But uh, yeah, I think I'm good now. But the way I ended up watching it was uh, <laughs> I had like the first whatever that is like a five ten minute drive to work i had it downloaded on my phone so i had it on the dash <laughs> so i was mainly like halfway listening to it and then um, 15 minute break i had another and then um, lunch uh finished it <laughs> oh shit man as soon as that shit hit last night i was i was in <laughs> oh, nice man. Uh, shout out to Mike. Uh, last episode, because uh, we were gone and I didn't, I didn't watch it uh, until I got home uh, that evening. And uh, I was starting to watch it, and Mike would call me and goes, "Hey, did you watch it yet?" I said, "No, I'm watching it right now." He goes, "All right, well, I will. I'll." We synced it up to where we were watching it together. He had already seen it, but he wanted to hear my reaction. And that shit last week with Vader. When he was fucking just kicking ass with the um, the we third know. sister, the third sister, yeah. when he was fighting, yeah. fighting her, and then when he used the force to stop that uh that uh little Transport. shuttle that was trying to get away, Ooh. and then he pulled it apart. Yep. Oh Ooh. man, I was like, ah, oh. I, I was surprised I got away from all those spoilers. Right. Um. Right. So I was like, wow. So I was truly shocked. Eric had already watched. He watched it that night. It dropped. But um, yeah, part six, the the season finale. Um, we're we're getting a season two. Fingers crossed that uh, Maul comes into it, and uh, and all those guys. But um, this one, this this episode, it was awesome. Uh, we got a much better uh, lightsaber duel with Obi Wan and Vader. Um, it's to me, it still throws all this shit out the window once you get to. Uh, to Star Wars, the original film, but I think uh, you can't get out of you? your head the line. Uh, when I left you, I was but the learner. Now yeah. I master. So well, technically, he still is learning. Yeah, because when Obi Wan finally unleashed it on him. Uh, right. Okay, if you guys haven't watched, if you haven't watched it yet, stop oh. right here. Go watch it and come back. Yeah, you hear the the Death Star alarm, but. We can't talk about this without going into spoilers. <laughs> <That's pretty laughs> oh, but the, uh, the oh. one thing that uh, is pretty exciting too, because it's been done a lot. It's been done before uh, in Rebels uh, against Ahsoka, in The Force Unleashed, the video game against Star Killer. Uh, Vader's mask has been battle damaged and exposed, but uh, I'm pretty sure this is the first time, like real live action movie style they've done it and i'm so glad they did because like i said it's not like we hadn't seen it before and they made figures of it and everything but uh to finally get it that way was great 
<laughs> yeah, because man, Obi Wan was bringing it to him. I think his hair, his head was clear. Uh, Vader went in with that big head of like, oh man, I almost took him out last time. I'll take him out for sure this time. And nope, Obi Wan brought and whooped that ass. But well, that was he a good high fight. grounded. He did high ground him though. Did you see that when he buried yeah. him? He high grounded him. <laughs> it, what I liked is how they both started out with one hand. And then they realized, well, shit, man, he's 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 good. So he put, that's what they both double right. fisted it. And yep. They were swinging it. I mean, Vader. We've seen Vader. He's gotten hit before. Uh, the Luke hit him uh, in Empire. Ah. And, and but <laughs> this one, oh man, I I was I don't know. I was I always go back to thinking of uh the uh, Dark Helmet. His helmet, his helmet was like lightsaber proof or whatever, because when uh, Lone Star was hitting him in the head, it was just, it was just stopping. But apparently, Vader's uh, his helmet wasn't made of the same stuff because yeah, when it, it got hit and opened up, and we saw um, Anakin inside uh, Hayden Christensen, I was like, oh, and the double voice of. Uh, yeah, so James good. Earl Jones and Christian Aiden. I was, oh my god, I, I couldn't believe it. That was awesome. Um, yeah. but I was thinking, uh, well, apparently, I guess he could breathe that helmet off because he did in uh, in Empire when we first saw when that when it came down oh, to yeah. his head. There was it wasn't like in a tube or anything, right? Because in in uh, in Jedi. When uh, he took his helmet off, he was just like, he just he took his helmet off, and that was it. He was he died, because <laughs> I know he needs that breathing respirator thing to to keep him going. So, um, obviously this didn't it didn't do anything to him. He was breathing weird though. I you can yeah. hear that. Yeah, which was from uh, also from uh, Return of the Jedi. Yeah. So I was like, oh, man, I, I, I couldn't believe it. And it, it was awesome. We know it wasn't going to die because we had to continue oh, yeah. with, the, with the next stories to come. But before all that, um, the Emperor Palpatine, oh. he would he showed up. I was oh, my God. Wow. Yeah, I couldn't. I could not believe it. <laughs> <laughs> he showed yeah. up. But it, it was uh, the hologram. But that was enough. Uh, Ian, uh, is it McDermott? McDermott. Yeah, he reprised his role for the well third time as the emperor. I'm not counting Empire, man. That wasn't him in the original. It was somebody right. else. Yep. Jedi, uh, Revenge of the Sith, and uh, Rise of Skywalker, and then right. and then this because he was Darth Sidious in um, uh, Phantom Menace and, and uh, Attack of the Clones. But this, oh. <laughs> Soon as that appeared and we saw him, I was like, "Oh my god!" I couldn't believe it, man. It, it was amazing. That was awesome. And then we got that kick-ass battle. Um, I loved that we got more of uh, Owen Lars uh, and Aunt Peru. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. She finally got to shine uh, with with some lines. Uh, I think she had like one or two lines in the Attack of the Clones and didn't say anything in uh, Revenge of the Sith. She was just there. But I mean, this is—it's not what I wanted with this show, because right. I wanted more of of Owen uh, 
getting into an adventure with Obi-Wan. I, I wanted that, but then they brought in Leia and everything. And then, and then another thing, this is just a little nitpick. Did she not remember? It just goes to Star Wars when she with the little the little hologram the message to Obi Wan, and she's like, "You helped my father uh, during the Clone Wars, but um, you're not going to mention. Oh, remember when I was little and and you helped me out and you, you said right. you watched me out." <laughs> Uh, so I, yeah, I mean that they, they that, gotta <laughs> they gotta come out with the behind the scenes. They will, and uh, I hopefully they'll address that because they've done a behind the scenes for uh, both seasons of the Mandalorian and the Fett, so we can expect it for uh, for uh, Obi here. Uh, it's called Gallery. So well, they better not uh, re mess with the original one. And uh, just just forget it. Just leave it now. It, it's yeah. too late. <laughs> it's um, the problem doing any of these kind of shows. If you want to do something, it's walking like such a tightrope of like, well, how can we? That's why I'm actually so excited for uh, what Taika is doing since it's completely disconnected. It's Star Wars, but we won't have It's like unconnected Star Wars, which <laughs> I don't. It, it's It's crazy to say, but I don't. Have we ever had that before? Like, no, everything, everything we, other than books, (laughs) I mean, other than books and comic books, it kind of went into this timeline. But as far as as movies, movie wise, it was all just the the characters we we grew up with. So, but which I mean is is cool, but at the same time, like I am, I am actually really excited to like. Let's pave a new way. Like, it almost makes you think, like, man, like, obviously part of it, it was great, you know, to see Han. I'm thankful we got another Carrie Fisher performance and everything like that. But, like, it makes you wonder, like, what they could have done maybe if they would have really, truly just paved a new path with the the Force Awakens, you know? Like, I I can see them. I mean, since this, this little gal just hit it out of the park. As Leia, I could Maybe. see them. You know what? Let's give her her own show. Um, why not? <laughs> they could, they could do it. I don't know if they will, but um, of course she's gonna be back the next season. Uh, if 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 she does, I mean she doesn't need to, but I, I want them more to focus on Luke the next season because. Now they know. Well, what's her name knows. I don't think Vader knew yet that Luke was. Well, I guess he doesn't know. He doesn't. He doesn't know anything about Luke until uh, Empire when uh, yeah. the Emperor tells him. He tells him there's a well, new, there's really new problem. About Riva's. <laughs> yeah, now I'm really curious about Riva's story. Like, maybe or maybe not, she doesn't come back. But uh, that's like a, at least a comic book or a novel or something. Uh, I'd obviously have a hard, hard time keeping up with a novel, but uh, yeah, make uh, make that a comic. Uh, I'll uh, I'll read what uh, what Riva gets up to now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, speaking it? of Riva, it wasn't that actually though kind of weird that he just like left her like gutted. Like, I assume you're gonna die, but she just doesn't. That was that was a little strange. Uh, well, I've, it's just moving the story along. I mean, 
It would have been better if she got like stabbed and then like kind of got away or something. But I, I guess she couldn't have got away. Did you use the force to stop her? But I, I don't know. I mean, we, we didn't write this. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, I was glad that Luke finally got to shine a little. Um, he got sidelined through <laughs> through this whole show into the the final episode because we only saw him that yeah. once. And, yep. so, and even then, he doesn't really interact with Riva. They tell him. It's a Tuscan Raider attack, and she's like hunting him, but he never sees her. Then he gets knocked out, and she takes him back, and then they take her away. She doesn't really ever really interact with him, so that's that's one way you can like, I guess, take that story away from him. Like, he has no need, no reason or memory of that. <laughs> yeah, so like, just but, not important. So, yeah. Uh, Oh, uh, another like kind of thing that made me think of like a little bit of a reference. Uh, maybe it is, maybe it isn't, but I just I thought it was kind of was um, during the Kenobi Vader battle. Uh, he raises a bunch of rocks. It looks just like uh, Ray at the end of uh, Last Jedi. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. But uh, really quick, everyone, we're gonna take a pause but we're, we're gonna come back to this because there's there's something else that popped up at the end i went ah! oh, i couldn't <laughs> believe it but uh yeah we'll be right back in a minute have you come to destroy me obi-wan i will do what i must then you will die and we're back. Just quick little yeah. uh, uh, break, but um, to finish off with Obi Wan, other break. than all the awesome stuff that happened this season, we finally got um, Master Qui Gon, Qui Gon Jinn, Liam Neeson. Looking good, came, looking so good. Like I, I watched that over, man. He looked so similar to when he played him all the way back in '99. He probably recorded that in like what '97. Like they yeah. looked so good as Qui Gon. Uh, makeup, CGI, <laughs> everything. But um, I'm looking at a picture at him right now, and oh my. God, I mean, I, I, my fingers were crossed. I was hoping we were going to get him earlier in, in the season, but um, it was a good way to end the, the with the season finale. Yeah, um, waiting for it. So I was like, wow. I was I was really shocked, and I was happy, and tears came to my eye uh, to see him again. So this is, as in live action, this is the first time. Uh, we've yep. seen him. We've heard his voice. Uh, I know he did some voice work for some of the other films. I want to say... Um, uh, you hear not, him in Rise of Skywalker, and then, yeah, he appeared in Rebels. No, he, he also heard him in um, uh, Force Awakens, but that was from Phantom Menace. They took that, but right. he, he right. came back, and I think he recorded something for uh, Rise of Skywalker. So Right. But, oh, man, it was so good to see him, and he just, like, it was nothing. He just appeared, and, 
Oh, I wanted so much more. Hopefully, next season we get more of him now, uh, just popping in whenever he could. But oh man, I was after all these years, we finally got yeah. to see him again. <laughs> so long, and yeah, so amazing, like how good he looked as the character. I was, it was shocking, really. I was like expecting to see him, like even when you compare him to. Uh, the way that uh, Ian McDermott looked as the Emperor. And it makes sense. Like, it's 10 years after the Revenge of the Sith. So, I don't know. Like, that even looked, like, just interestingly different. But Qui-Gon looked so much like he did in the film. It was just so impressive. Yeah, Emperor, man, that's easy. Because he was young when he did Jedi. And then uh, when he was older, much older, he came back and he did it, and it was awesome. But to have him even pop up in this was was amazing, and uh, to see Qui Gon Jinn again, oh, that was just it was so awesome. It says, um, what does it say? Qui Gon Jinn since his death was pretty surreal seeing Liam Neeson back in, as the Jedi Master twenty three years later. Oh, it's been. I didn't realize it was that long, but it's yeah, ninety nine was a long time ago. Right. Well, that's when the movie came out. So right, right. But oh my gosh, it's it was amazing. It was an amazing season. It was an amazing show. Uh, just going back to celebration when they made the announcement when um, Ewan McGregor came out and told the crowd that yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it again. Just that, just that back then, and we've talked about it and how surreal it was, but to finally get it in 2022 and to finally watch the whole season, and now we can go back and watch the whole thing as a whole instead of uh, week to week, um, it, it's just amazing, and, and I, I can't believe what we've got. Um, I know I was a little bitter towards the Vader thing, but what we've got, all right, we just got to deal with it now. Um, but I'm gonna go back to uh, Vader's helmet when um, when it took the damage, and we see uh, Anakin so and Hayden Christensen. Oh, awesome, amazing! I'm sure that figure is gonna come out, <laughs> and everyone's gonna go crazy for it. Yep. Uh, I'm sure the helmet will come out like that. I'm sure plenty of cosplayers went straight to work and got their Darth Vader helmet screenshot images and there's now they're working on it cutting cutting their helmets yeah. to make oh. this uh In i can't wait in our little break here i watched that like over and over i actually couldn't quit watching it it's just so cool especially from the moment like looking at the way that kenobi like makes the leap and he's already staggered vader he has a strike across the back he's struck in 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 his center the chest the the chest plate thing is busted up so he's all off balance and he misses his swing which leads to the strike across the face and then yeah just we already talked about it but the way like the voice goes in and out from Hayden to uh, James Earl Jones and just the look on his face. And another thing I love the effect of, of when the blue lightsaber comes across his face and then he's talking about like, I'm not your failure. Like I 
killed Anakin Skywalker. And the like the reflection of then the red lightsaber comes across his face. And like, I don't know, just the evil look. Damn, it's so good. I can't like get enough of watching it. Yeah, because he never he didn't kill him. He just left him there and just assumed that he died from uh from all the damage that he took uh in Revenge right. of the Sith. So and uh, Obi-Wan did say that in in Star Wars when he said, yeah, um, um, I, I had a pupil named Darth Vader who murdered you and murdered your father and whatever, however the line went. But right. I was like, uh, he like betrayed the Jedi and murdered murdered your father. And that pretty much that's what he did. And it, it wasn't like he was lying because he even said it in Jedi. And he was like, well, what I said was kind of truthful. <laughs> yeah, from a point of view. Yeah. Um, so there's also it was interesting, too, how his last line to him is like, goodbye, Darth. And I kept thinking of uh uh when he when they meet back up in star wars when he says uh, you know when i left you i was with the learner now i am the master only a master of evil darth he just calls him darth so it's cool to have him say it right there like okay yeah like anakin's gone you're you're just darth <laughs> yeah so it's 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 amazing i mean for us being the, the Star Wars fans we were since um, since seventies and eighties for the Zisu here to get what we got now and to just when we when you think of Darth Vader we just think of how he looks in the suit. But what I really loved was in Revenge of the Sith after he fully pretty much gave himself to the dark side and um, uh, to the Sith. When uh, Emperor Palpatine just <clears throat> told him, now you are Darth Vader. I mean, that was cool. Because even some of the figures that came out, uh, when it was just how it looked, like it said Darth Vader. Because I, right. I remember when I bought that figure, I was looking at it, and I was like, wow, that, that's that's crazy. I mean, yes, this is Darth Vader. Yes, this is Anakin Skywalker. But this ain't the Darth Vader that I grew up with knowing uh, up until that point, into Revenge of the Sith, but oh man, it's it's amazing that what we've got, and we're we obviously getting more, and we still got Andor that's coming, and Ahsoka, yeah, yeah, uh, more movies, uh, everything. And I know they kind of took a break for a little bit when all the world fell apart, and just they weren't really sure in what was going because of the. I don't know how much money they wanted. I mean, they made their money back with the movie, oh, but yeah. they just wanted just truckloads and truckloads of money. Yeah. I mean, a thick, a f- merchandise For, you got. Force that. Awakens. Force Awakens. I know is is up there in the all time money makers now. So, I mean, I, I I'm definitely curious to see how uh, Taika's does. I'm so excited. We talked about this earlier too. The the, the idea that uh, he's coming with this film and it's going to have like no connections to anything. So I'll really it'll be really interesting to see how people take that because on one hand, you know, everybody loves the legacy stuff and the connections, but at the same time, that leads to a lot of. Uh, what people seem to be the most unhappy about. So it'll be really interesting to see 
how these new characters uh, do and are received? Um, I well for us, I mean, it's kind of you know we you can you guys well, can all, way, you can all call it. We're gonna love it no matter what. But, yeah. Um, we'll we'll just see. It, it will be good to see a new story. Uh, not to say that this story was beat into the ground, which I know a lot of Star Wars fans think that, but uh, I'm just happy that we we get more more Star Wars on what we yep. what we've what we've gotten since I was five years old. Uh, oh, not five years old. I was six years old uh, when Star Wars came out, and uh, fifty, and now we got this, and knowing that we got more coming because i've said this before many times on the show when i saw Star Wars, i didn't know we were going to get empire i didn't know we were going to get jedi then i didn't know about the prequels and then the internet and everything else comes along now we got the animated stuff the only animated stuff at the time was the little boba fett stuff from the holiday special which everyone hates um droids uh ewoks and that was it for a long long time and then when we came out with Clone Wars, those little cartoon ones that came out Cartoon Network for like a minute or two, I mean, that was, that was it. That was the beginning of more Star Wars uh, animated. And then we got the regular Clone Wars and we got Rebels. And then what was the other show? Um, there was that Clone other Wars, show. Rebels, Bad Batch? Bad Batch. And wasn't there another one? Resistance? Yeah, that and it's just crazy. There's just, there's just more and more Star Wars coming. So all we can do is sit there and watch it. I'm sure Star Wars will continue when when it's our time to when our times are up. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's oh, going to yeah. be Star Wars is going like to continue. It. Looks so, like it. <laughs> we'll see. I like to see when I'm just sitting there when I'm not even be able to walk or anything, but I'm able to stare at the TV and. Just like God, man, I can't. I realized I was there from the beginning to see right. what's gonna come. I won't be there to see where it ends. But yeah, <laughs> it's amazing. Amazing. I just love what we've got, uh, Star right. Wars wise. Right, right. Yeah, but. exactly. But yeah, no, uh, totally happy with the series, uh, top to bottom. Uh, going in, I thought this was gonna be. Uh, a story where there would be these Jedi on the run and that's what it was going to be more evolved with. So I didn't see the, uh, Leia story line coming at all. And, uh, like you've said many times on the show, uh, could be more impressed with the young lady they got. It's crazy. You actually know the, the family, uh, that she hails from, but, uh, yeah, I thought she did awesome. And the one last thing I did want to mention is it was interesting. Like she gave him, the droid when he left and it really didn't help at all in that final fight against uh, Vader, but it gave him a reason to uh, visit her one last time to return the droid. And I really liked, he said those lines. I can't remember the, the dialogue exactly, but like, uh, yeah, um, you know, I did know your, your uh, mother and father, uh, you're noble and kind. And these are, traits uh from your mother and you're passionate and you know there's the gifts from your father so that was really cool uh, i liked that part a lot no we'll see because uh i don't know if she comes back for more they better hurry 
because right. she's, <laughs> she's gonna be older. <laughs> like yeah. all the kids you ever put in these shows, just look at Stranger Things. <laughs> like even if they might switch act actors, both for both of them, Luke and and Leia. So I I don't know. We'll we'll see how it goes. Um, does it sound good on your end? Because you're kind of going in and out. A little in and out. Uh, all right. Well, just working with it. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, everyone. If it's uh, we're gonna go. We're gonna continue. So we'll see how. Keep it rolling. Sounds. Keep it rolling. But, all right. Um, well, we're already at TV. Um, uh, we only got the two movies. Uh, did you have anything new to TV? I just have the three things. I do. Uh, I'm there uh, with Old Man with you. I also uh, wanted to talk a little bit about uh, Yo MTV Raps and then Miss Marvel. All right. Well, let's just start off with Old Man. Uh, this sure. is a new sh- a new show that's on Hulu. Um, I didn't know nothing about it. I was watching something and they showed a, a preview for it. I was like, oh, I love Brid- uh, Jeff Bridges, Academy Award winner Jeff Bridges. So I said, I'll give this a shot. Um, let me see a synopsis. Oh, this internet is garbage today. I don't know. Yesterday, our internet went out, and that was the break. <laughs> so, but um, it came out June sixteenth. Uh, so far, there is only two episodes up, I believe. Uh, another episode is coming, in, if not tonight, it's tomorrow. I'm not sure. I need to check again. But uh, Dan Chase, um, what's it Does he say? I don't know how to say that word. From the CIA and lives off grid. Uh, when an assassin tries to take Chase out, the old operative learns that to ensure his future, he must uh, re- reconcile his past. The FBI Harold Harper is called in uh, to hunt him down. His complicated past. With the rogue fugitives to be more difficult to apprehend than the authorities expected, a highly trained special ops uh, contractor is sent to pursue him as well. Spoiler alert, because I don't even think we've gotten that far yet. Uh, while Run Chase uh, rents a room from Zoe McDonald, only the first two episodes, who draws, a, or draws on reverses, she never. Uh, new and had to survive the day when she learns the truth about her new tenant. That was a huge. What was what was it on uh, IMDb? They usually give you just one sentence on what was going on. But um, yeah, Academy Award Bridges, uh, John Lithgow, Amy Benningman, I think that's her name. For you, uh, judging Amy fans. Uh, Bill Heck, he plays a uh, young Dan Chase. That's and, um, a bunch of other people in it. But so far, what, what's been happening on the show, uh, we just see this old man, uh, and he's kind of just living his life, and he had flashbacks uh, about his wife, uh, who was dealing with dementia, and then she passes. Uh, uh, but yeah, that's happening so far. So he's 
operatives that come and uh, try to get him, and he's just—I uh, don't know how different this man. Uh, the dude this is the old dude, so he takes them out pretty from uh, the CIA. They know who he is, but he got them. Other aces know he's a killer. This is the trailer. You see that, uh, and then, but at this point, I mean, we know there was some something in cahoots uh, with them when they were younger. There, there is some flashbacks. Um, and that's about as far as as the show has gotten with these first two episodes. So, but uh, right now it's a seven episode series. Uh, it's week to week. I was hoping that this was already halfway through, but now it must it just started. So, but I'm in. Uh, I I really love what's going on. I gotta see where it goes. I love Jeff Bridges. I love John Lithgow. Uh, so I'm in, man. But what'd you think of this one? Yeah, super cool show. Uh, my kind of show all the way. I really loved what was going on so far, and I uh, can't wait for more. Uh, I watched the first episode with Jade, and uh, she watched it from uh, the perspective of a animal lover, and she was loving the uh, dogs and uh, was uh, cheering them on left and right. So <laughs> uh, we had that aspect. But, uh, yeah, I... Really like this show. Uh, can't wait to see where it goes. And it definitely has potential to make my end of year list. Yeah, I'm hoping it, it uh, keeps going strong. I don't want to like, start off hell again. So, I, so my fingers are crossed uh, that it continues to be an awesome show. So, But if you have Hulu, Hulu definitely check it out. It's that uh, FX on Hulu. So, uh, What's today? Today's Thursday. Okay, the new, the new episode, it's either out later tonight or it's out now. I don't know. Because um, I had to finish the uh, second episode this uh, one's out already. We should see. But yeah, again, if you guys got Hulu, definitely check, uh, check it out. And uh, it's an awesome show. So, yes, the, no, let's see. Okay, I'm checking. Um. Oh, did we get this the uh, hour later after its first run. I so I guess it's coming on night. Um, and we, I won't. It's not gonna be on Hulu until midnight. So. Ah, oh, gotcha. Um, right now, yeah, old man, definitely check that show out. Real good. Mm-hmm. Yep, uh, really quick, uh, season two of Rutherford. Well, I remember the, the misadventures of Regan or whatever her name was, and um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Rusty Griswold. What the hell? I, my, my yeah, him. He's back. And all the shenanigans that's going on over on the East Coast in Rutherford Falls. Uh, when we last left the show, uh, Nathan, he was going to get, he was trying to figure out 
a way to move uh, the statue that was in the town that everyone keeps crashing into. But then he finds out that he's not really a Rutherford and and all this. So he was just trying to find himself throughout the show. And Regan, she's trying to get her cultural center going and dealing with uh, uh, the life of being on the. and everything all the uh, workers I got there but uh, I went through the whole season it was eight episodes and it was just as funny as uh, the first season so I'm I'm all in uh, I zipped through it so fast that by the time it was over I was like ah now I gotta wait uh, a whole nother year um, that, to me I think the the standout star other than uh, Ed Helms and, and Jenna I can never say her last name Shemandine, I don't know how you say her name, um, but Jesse Lee, he plays Bobby Yang. He's awesome. He was um, uh, Nathan Rutherford, Ed Helms' character, his assistant uh, in the first season. But this season, he's uh, he's running for mayor, and it was hilarious. If you guys are up to date on um, Reservation Dogs, uh, there was a character in it that she was uh, the deer woman. Uh, she pops up. Uh, this season, that totally different character, and she's one of the the tribal members from the Res, and she's also running uh, for mayor. So we're going through that whole uh, thing on what's going on uh, on the show, but it's it's an awesome show. I did do, I did a full rewatch of the first season, and I just didn't realize that uh, some of the Res dogs were were on the show. Uh, like uh, Devery Jacobs, she popped up in it. Uh, the one little girl, that was the blonde one from uh, the Indian Mafia, she popped up in. I'll bring up her uh, in, in a little bit. Uh, little Beans, uh, from my favorite movie of uh, 2021, Beans. Um, ooh, I can never say this little sister's name. Kia Wintaleo, I think that's how you say her name. Uh, she she was in it. I didn't see her this season right? because she was uh, Michael Gray Eyes' daughter. Uh, in the no 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 I'm sorry, she was. I think it was his daughter. I, I can't remember anyway, but she's in it. Uh, Julia Jones, uh, beautiful. I love her. She pops up in. She's just as hilarious. And um, what's his name? Um, the other guy from uh, that, well, he was slaying the weed in uh, in Reservation Dogs. Um, what the heck was his name? Bobby something. <laughs> I can't remember his name, but he he's hella funny with him and uh um uh what's her face? Um what the hell is her name? Uh Sally and oh Bobby Wilson. That was his name. Sally and Wayne, those two that work at the uh casino, they're hella funny. And a friend of the show, uh she came on the MacNet podcast, uh Geraldine Keems, uh fellow native uh fellow Navajo. Uh, actor, she plays Rand. She was in the last season, and she came back for this season. And I'll be bringing her up again uh, when I talk about my next show. But uh, Feather Day, she played the Deer Woman in Reservation Dogs. Her name is Kenty Hatello Horn. I think that's how you're saying her name. Uh, it was good to see her pop up into this, and all the other natives uh, that popped up into the show. And uh, it's awesome. Uh, Dallas. Um, the gold, gold tooth, or wait, I can't even remember his 
his real name. He was uh, the uh, spirit warrior in um, Reservation Dogs. He comes uh, to town this season on Rutherford Falls, so it's cool to see him. Uh, it was hilarious uh, to pop up into this show, but it, it's an amazing show. Quick little synopsis. A small town in the Northeast is turned upside down when a local legend town namesake Nathan Rutherford fights the, the moving of a historical statue. That is actually a synopsis of last season. This season they were concentrating on um, little, uh, what's his name, uh, Bobby Yang running for uh, mayor and uh, some other things that were going on in town, so... Uh, but this show is awesome. Did you watch uh, last season? No, I've been meaning to forever too. So uh, now I got to binge two seasons. It's, uh, I guess it was uh, some of the guys that had something to do with um, <sighs> the Office and what's the other show? Parks and Rec. Parks. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was some of those guys that had to do something with this. Ed Helms oh, was in okay. the office, wasn't he? Yes, he was. Yeah. yeah, so but it's it's an awesome show. Uh, I love um I love all of it. And yes, it's because it's dealing with natives because we don't have that many shows dealing with Native Americans. And right now we got three. And I'll be talking about my next one in a minute. But yeah, Rutherford Falls streaming on Peacock. You got two seasons if you haven't seen it, so uh, definitely check it out. What's UMTV Raps? I know what it was, but is it a doc? And where was this at? Okay, yes, UMTV Raps. Uh, obviously, the classic show from MTV, the one that uh, I used to never miss, even if uh, it was, you know, often like 11, 12, 1 in the morning, stuff like that. It was, it was you really had to stay up to watch it. Uh, it was exciting to see. Not only is there a new version of the show, but uh, they've taken 50 of the classic episodes and added it also to Paramount+. Plus. So uh, just to be able to talk about it on the show, I watched one of the new ones, the first episode, where uh, Freddie Gibbs was uh, the main guest on it. Uh, I've actually uh, recommended one of his songs before, uh, Big Boss Rabbit. Uh, I'm not familiar with his whole catalog, but uh, it's a completely different take on the show. I guess a very modern take. And for that reason, um, maybe not for me per se, uh, and probably not for you either, because uh, we know uh, you're not the biggest fan of most modern hip hop. But uh, yeah, Freddie Gibbs is known as a pretty good lyricist. But for the most part, it came off just as like a... They interviewed him pretty much. That was that. Um, they uh, had like uh, uh, in-studio cipher between four uh, MCs who I had no idea who any of them were. Uh, I think they were all up-and-comers. But uh, the thing that that made me think of and bring up is um, I know it's probably been like a conversation forever as long as uh, that idea of ciphering has been around is I know it's incredibly hard, but my favorite is when you can tell they are literally coming off the top of the head. They're reactionary. They're like looking at you or like their surroundings and they're coming up with stuff. I love that. That is so amazingly creative. So it's a lot less impressive to me when you're just like, Dropping a verse you've probably rehearsed like a hundred times. Like it feels so 
less impressive to me and just a performance, not a real like cipher, you know? So, um, there was that, but, uh, after finishing it, yeah, went to browse through the 50 episodes they have of the classic series. It was really cool to see that, um, kind of nuts after all this time to come back and look at some of them. Like they got, uh, a tribe called quest episode where they're in the middle of, um, filming, uh, scenario with, uh, leaders of the new school and Busta Rhymes. So that was pretty incredible. Uh, Spike Lee on the set. Um, they talked to tribe, obviously they talked to leaders. That was really cool. And then, um, the Wu Tang episode, where they were shooting the video for uh, Mystery of Chess Boxing. So that was really exciting, too, and funny to see uh, who spoke. Uh, the, the the people you would expect to speak, RZA, Dirty, uh, Method, a little bit, Raekwon, uh, and then <laughs> Ghost. Uh, I know back then he did, at least for a minute, try to keep his face covered and the identity concealed that didn't last very long, but, uh, he didn't speak the whole time. He was just creeping around the corners. Uh, Masticilla didn't speak. I think you God said one line. So it's what you expect, um, pretty much from the woo, but it was, it was, it was funny also to watch it with Jade. Cause, uh, she was cracking up how, uh, Beth kept, uh, kind of grilling, for the the camera like he like when uh ray or um rizza were speaking like meth doing like faces in the background and stuff she, she kept calling that out so that was funny but yeah yo mtv raps uh both back in a new form and the classics was it uh the fat five freddy stuff or the dre and ed lover uh um uh, fab fives uh, I liked all all that. I liked it in the beginning. Um, I kind of fell off uh, when Dre and Ed Lover took over, but I did like all their uh, the little stuff they did in between the Ed Lover dance and all that. I thought, <laughs> I thought right. that was awesome. So, but. <laughs> yeah, it's, but also to compare the two, um, it just goes to show you like it's a whole different age right now. Like there's no videos, there's no music videos in the new one, and music videos were a key of the classic series like for example those two episodes i was talking about um the tribe called quest episode and the wu-tang episode it's full filled with their videos and it's cool it comes back to them they're talking to them and they go to a video um for method man for cream for uh, uh left my wallet in el segundo um yeah so ah uh, yeah definitely uh, feeling the uh, classic episodes more than the uh, the new one but it is a new show and it actually seems to be continuing i think there's four or five up right now and it looks like it's a, a weekly thing that they're going to be uh, showing but um feeling like uh both not for me or you <laughs> the new one <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll check it out just uh, yeah just to see yeah <laughs> Uh, what else you got, Miss Marvel? I still haven't sat down and watched that yet. Yeah, uh, I'm liking it. It's already halfway through. Sad to hear 
that uh, it's by far, I guess, the least streamed Marvel show yet. That's sad. I've always been a fan of uh, Miss Marvel and the Kamal Khan characters since it was uh, introduced. So uh, it's a little bit of a bummer to see uh, she's not being well received. But I guess it shouldn't be a surprise in that not only uh, were people not happy with Captain Marvel and, you know, how dare you, no women allowed type thing. But now, you know, she's, you know, Pakistani, Muslim, American team. So I don't know. It's just, it's kind of a bummer because, you know, numbers are numbers and that's what matters most. If you watched, then we'd get more, but uh probably not going to see a season two of Kamal Khan unless the Marvels can strike back and uh, there's a, there's a pull for it then. But uh, yeah, so far, uh, I mean, I'm enjoying it. So, and uh, it's halfway through already. (laughs) I'm just waiting until it's done. How many episodes is there? Six? Yeah. Like they do for most of these. So yeah, we're three in already. Um, If, if uh, you do watch it, the first episode has a scene after the first set of credits, but the second and third do not. Whew. All right. Any, oh, uh, there's a, uh, there's a connection to, um, uh, Spider-Man far from home. Uh, is, um, Dr. Strange on Disney plus now. It is. It dropped yesterday. And interestingly, um, they promoted that up top over both the Kenobi season finale and Miss Marvel. <laughs> it was interesting to see they put uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness front and center. Also interesting is on the Disney Plus, if you look under the Marvel settings, there is a Marvel Cinematic Universe in order that it happened chronological order and it's interesting they slotted in um multiverse of madness i guess takes place before hawkeye and moon knight wait what you know how they have the thing where it's like in order of events that happened yeah i guess technically uh, multiverse of madness happens before the events of hawkeye and moon knight all right. <laughs> I, I want to watch uh, Doctor Strange again. I haven't. Uh, I just saw it the one time. So. Yeah. And eventually, obviously, we're going to get the, the blue. I'm going to keep going with the Target editions for now, I guess. Um, I don't know if you've seen the different looks of the packaging, but a lot of people seem to uh, be really liking the Walmart packaging this time around. Um, their cover that they got. It's no steelbook, but people seem to be really liking the design that Walmart got. Nah, I'm sticking with the steelbooks. That's what I, I got. I just picked right. up the. I mean, the, the steelbook Mor- is the steelbook. <laughs> I picked up the Morbius one, so. Oh yeah, that was cool. That looks cool. The movie wasn't the greatest, but. Uh, cool steelbook. I gotta have them all. I, I gotta have them. I mean, it's, it's technically in the MCU. I don't know what the hell they're doing. Over in the Sony Spider Verse, but uh, we'll see. But um, for the movie, I I love Jared Leto, so I, I was cool with it. And 
I just wasn't feeling that ending. You guys should have seen it by now, but oh, what is happening with Vulture and Morbius now? <laughs> Who knows? Uh, I don't know. It's, if you guys haven't seen the movie. Um, oh, well, you know what? Excuse me. Uh, the first person to reach out to me, if you have not seen this movie yet, I will give you the digital code because I never use these things. So, uh, first person go. to message us, uh, let me know if you want this digital oh. code. Because if somebody doesn't use it, it's just going to sit here and rot. So, but yeah, yeah, I don't have I don't have it yet, but I don't need it. I will pick it up. So yeah, let's uh, give it to a listener for sure. Yep. All right. All right. I got um, one more show. I don't know if you uh, dabbled into this. This is the new. Uh, AMC show. It's on uh, AMC Plus uh, for you subscribers. And this is Dark Winds. Uh, it's based off of uh, Tony Hillerman's uh, stories, if you guys uh, have read those books. Um, on a remote outpost in the Navajo Nation in 1971, Lieutenant Joe Leaphorn of the Tribal Police and new Deputy Jim Chi are designed in a series of seemingly unrelated crimes. Together, two men face the trauma of their past as they search for clues. That is Google. IMDb follows Lee Porn and Chi, two Navajo police officers in the 1970s uh, Southwest that are forced to challenge their own spiritual beliefs when they search for clues in a double murder case. I like that one better. But uh, this stars... Uh, a few of the Reservation Dogs cast. Uh, Zon McLaren, he plays Joe Leaphorn. Uh, Kyra Gordon is Jim Chi. He was uh, one of the wolf pack in the Twilight films. And uh, he was my favorite character, Lysol, in um, Blood Quantum. That was my number one movie of 2020. I think that's what it was. Um, we also got a Jessica Matten. She plays Bernadette Montalino. We got uh, Deanna Allison. She plays uh, Emma Leaphorn, uh, Zon McLaren's wife. We got Rain Wilson. Uh, he's a devoted Dan. It was good to see him pop in there. And um, Elva Guerrera. She plays Sally Growing Thunder. Elva Guerrera was um, a uh, little blonde girl from Reservation Dogs. Uh, she was the leader of the Indian Mafia. It was cool to see her uh, pop up in this show. And Noah Emmerich, he plays Whitover. He's he's one of um, he's an FBI agent. Uh, he's good in everything. He plays the same character and just about everything. A Jeremiah Bitsui, he plays Hosky. He was. Um, in uh, Breaking Bad, and he's also in uh, Better Call Saul. He was one of um, uh, he played Victor. He was um, one of uh, what's his name's guys, um, Gus. He was one of those dudes. He he pops up in this. When he popped up in the show, I was like, "Damn, where have I seen this guy?" Because he plays a priest uh, in this show. And I was looking at him, looking at him, looking at him. Then it finally uh, came to me that he was in Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. Uh, we also got a Ryan Begay. He's in this and a bunch of other uh, native actors. There's some Navajo. There isn't some um, friend of the show, uh, Geraldine Keems. She popped up uh, in the show as well. And she is a fluent uh, Navajo speaker. So it was awesome for her to uh, pop up in there. And friend of the show, 
He came on the East Society a few years ago. Uh, Chief himself, Eugene Braverock, uh, he popped up in this. He plays Frank Nakai. He's badass uh, in this show. Uh, Gene, Gene's hella cool. Uh, whenever I see him, we kick it and everything. So, but it was cool that he came on the show uh, after that first Wonder Woman uh, film uh, when I uh, met up him, met with him in Albuquerque at the Indigenous Comic Con. Uh, gave us uh, an interview, which I did not think we would get anybody famous, much less somebody famous in a big giant comic book movie. So he totally fit uh, what we do here in the East Society. So uh, shout out, Gene, you rock. Um, but yeah, this show, I like what's going on. Zon McLaren, he's popped up in everything, uh, movie-wise, TV-wise. Uh, Longmire, he was awesome in that. Uh, Doctor Sleep, uh, awesome is um, what's his name in uh, Reservation Dogs and all these other films and, and TV shows that he's popped up in. All right, there is some concerns and dislikes about the show. Um, from some of the Navajo Nation. I understand what they're saying and I, I can understand the way they feel about the show. Um, you can tell who who can speak the language and who had to learn it for this show. The, the Navajo language, the dialect is real hard to master. I mean, I can understand it more than I could speak it, but it's you can tell. I mean, I thought I think the guys that do speak uh, Zon and um, Kiowa, they're they're not Navajo, but you can and uh, as well as uh, some of the other uh, Navajo uh, tribal police, you can you can totally hear when they start speaking Navajo, you can totally tell that they're not they're not. But uh, but then there is some other people that are, that are Navajo on the show when they speak it, it's like nothing. So. Uh, but I, I like that aspect, but there are some people complaining that why do they have these non-Navajos playing non-Navajo uh, characters? Uh, they're ruining uh, how the language sounds and all that. I understand what they're saying, but you're going to get haters for everything. I mean, listen to me about Last Jedi. Um, but I, I can hear. as When I was first watched this show, I was thinking, all right, there's going to be some, be some people that aren't going to be happy uh, with this. And um, I was right. <laughs> as soon as uh, that next day, that Monday after it aired, um, you just go to Facebook and uh, start listening to everybody bitch and complain uh, about the show. Um, I did throw up an article. I think I put it on the East Society's page as well. Not really sure if I did or not. Um, it might. I think I put it on the MacNez podcast, but I'll throw it over on East Society or just go over to MacNez and listen. There was a story, uh, an article from uh, the Navajo Times. I didn't read the article yet, but I was reading the comments, and these people are not. These people are mad. <laughs> this is what the uh, the article says. Despite fine acting, suspense, and entertainment featured in the first episodes of the AMC mystery series Dark Winds, overall the show misses the mark when it comes to uh, accurately portraying Navajo language and culture, say some Diné experts. Diné is Navajo for you guys that don't know. But yes, you can clearly see the... People that are like, eh, it's all right. Like me, I mean, I, I can take it for what it is, but I do understand these people that speak it fluently and people that are complaining that uh, they're not Navajo 
the main guys are Navajo. I understand that too. But these two that are the main two actors in it, they're, I guess, A-listers, if you want to say that. You've got to put them in that category. People know who they are. Uh, maybe it's getting the Twilight fan, which you, Twilight fans are probably older now, uh, and you love the Wolfpack. Maybe Kyra Gordon's bringing them. Zahn, he's probably bringing everybody in that sees him in everything that he's been in. But there is just people just not really digging what's going on. Uh, I'll read this. This is <laughs> this one made me laugh. This one, uh, this one gal, she goes, Navajos can never be happy or satisfied. All you do is criticize. I love the show and giggle when the words are said incorrectly. That's what I was doing. But I, I laugh at it because I, I, I know. I know how it's supposed to sound. But if I try to say those words, I'm going to sound just as bad as those guys that don't know how to speak it right. So I giggled at that. But I'm, I'm like one of the last ones to start criticizing people about how they speak it. Because, again, I can understand it more than I can speak it. I can speak it if I have to. Uh, the, the, what, the, the what I know, I talk to my grandsons uh, that way. I talk to my kids when they were little, and they, they know what I'm saying. Because uh, when I go back to the res in Arizona, uh, my grandma, she she does both, Navajo and English, as well as my mom and my aunts and everyone else. One of my aunts is hardcore. She just speaks Navajo to me. But I know what she's saying, so. Uh, I can get by there. But with all that, with all that little just what people are griping around about, again, I get it. If you're one of those uh, Navajos that, that hates this show just because of some of the stuff I mentioned, hey, that's that's your prerogative. But I'm going to continue with the show. I like what's going on with it. There is kind of a little supernatural uh, element to it, dealing with some of the things that are going on. <laughs> but um. Whoever the consultants are, they they especially I, I know this from of the of the Navajo culture. Uh, I can't speak for every other tribe. I don't know. I know mine. So there is things in that are iffy in this. Maybe they they, they talked to them said, okay, what you're trying to say here, you shouldn't say. You can probably say it this way or dealing with some situations on the res and what's going on. Maybe I wouldn't do it that way. I would do it this way so people won't get mad. Um, there are people already mad, but it won't get madder. But um, I, I'm i enjoying the show. It's kind of a slow burn. It's not action-packed or anything. Uh, I don't really know. Oh, there's supposed to be uh, seven episodes, and I think we're only – Three in right now. I think it comes on on uh, Thursdays or something like that, or uh, Sundays. So, but I'm caught up. Uh, I've enjoyed the the, the three episodes. Um, the poster says right here says uh, from from an executive producer of Game of Thrones and uh, the executive producer of Jack Ryan. I assume is that that show on Amazon? Yeah, that's on on Amazon. Uh, don't want to get too much into it. Did you hear uh, they're doing a Jon Snow show? That's what I heard. And what's this yeah. Queen of Dragons or whatever they're thinking of yeah, doing? Yeah, that's coming first. That's about to come out here shortly. What is that? It's in the past, set before Game of Thrones, when the Targaryens were at their strength. Because when Game of Thrones, the TV show that we know, started, um, they're a family that's on the run, basically. It's just uh, Daenerys and her brother 
are like the last of the Targaryens. So this show is set when they were at the height of their powers and they had all the dragons and they were rolling. So I assume the show is about how they were on top and how they lost it all. <laughs> it says the producer is George R.R. R. Martin. Isn't that the guy that yeah. wrote Game of Thrones? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I guess he's just throwing in his money in this so they can do it. Because right. um, George R. If you're listening, you can't write none of these stories. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yes, a white guy wrote this story that they're basing this on, but uh, nah. If you're <laughs> you're gonna continue, um, I just just give us your money and help them make the show. The the other <laughs> thing that I have an issue with this show is nothing with what's going on or the acting and everything. The use of green screen. Like there's times when they're driving down the road in the car and it just totally looks fake. Or um, sometimes they show stuff up in the sky, which looks just totally phony. Uh, they did film some of this uh, on the res. I'm not really quite sure where. Uh, Navajo Nation is huge. It's basically like its own state. And it's it's giant. So I don't know exactly where uh, they're filming this, but... Uh, but with that being said, I'm enjoying the show. I like what's going on. Um, there's a, a black gentleman in it. He works at the Trading Post. He throws out some Navajo words. That made me laugh <laughs> hearing it from him. But, I mean, he's local. I mean, he, he's around it. He's around them all the time, and he just picks up words here and there. But when he said it, not in a joking way, he, he said um, Bilagana. That means white person. He said it. But it was just like in a normal conversation and it, it, whoever it was talking to didn't like start laughing. Um, if I would have heard him in there saying, I probably would have like got just eh, chuckled, but I wouldn't have I wouldn't have criticized him for saying it. But um, but yeah, but this show, I'm digging it. Uh, I'm going to continue. But for those of you that do have issues with it and don't want to continue watching, you only watch it just to complain about it again. That's your prerogative. I ain't going to hate you. Uh, for it. I'm going to continue to watch it. I just want a good television story. And I love that Native Americans are, we're finally getting stuff on TV, on big networks. We're not just the stereotypical, uh, me wanting this and, and that and Buffalo and, and shit like that. Just the, all the crap that was shoved down our throats when we were growing up. Uh, but I like what's going on. We've got two strong. Uh, Navajo actors, as well as in uh, Rutherford Falls, uh, strong native actors, brothers and sisters and that. Awesome that it's a hilarious comedy. Uh, Reservation Dogs, um, uh, those four, uh, two sisters and young and two brothers and everybody else in the cast are amazing in that show. Um, that show is coming back, uh, I think, August, the beginning of August. Uh, so I can't wait for that. But um, Elva Guerrera, she plays uh, Sally Growing Thunder. In this show, she was, um, I think she was Jackie. And uh, her, I think that was her name in Reservation Dog. Yeah, she was Jackie, the little blonde uh, chick that was running the um, uh, Indian Mafia. Her role in this, uh, she plays a young Navajo woman. I like her. She speaks Navajo and, and English. And she is not Navajo, but she's, um, she's doing her best. All the people that are speaking Navajo in this that aren't, they're doing their best they can. Yes, it's funny when they when you hear them, but it, it's all right. I mean, I, I'm I'm not complaining that they're, that they're not uh, Navajo in it. But it, again, like I said, I'm happy that these shows are out there. Um, it was cool to see Eugene pop up in this. I had no idea 
Uh, I get excited when he pops up and everything. He's got another show coming on uh, pretty soon. I think I think it's on AMC. I don't really know um, what it's called. I but I see the um, oh, it's called the Dirty Black Bag. Uh, I think it's a series that's coming uh, pretty soon because I've seen a trailer and I've seen um, little uh, clips from it. It is a western uh, and it's. Did it already start? It's got eight episodes. I guess it already started because it says uh, 310. And um, that was a long time ago. I Is it on? I guess it's on AMC. All right. Well, shit, I need to go back and check it out. But uh, that show is uh, Two Men Face Off in a Savage uh, Deserted World. Uh, this is a Western. I do not know. Who's in it? I've only seen the little clip that they show with uh, Gene in it, so uh, I'm definitely gonna check it out. Oh, it's got uh, Dominic uh, the Cooper or Copper. He plays McCoy. He was um, preacher. Uh, if you guys watch that show, did you ever get into that show? A little bit. I, oh, I started think I the first season. I watched half of the first season, then I just kind of. Uh, fell off on it, but I did read the graphic novels, so, so I, I like those. But um, yeah, Eugene uh, Brave Rock, his character, the Stranger, he's in all eight episodes, so I am definitely gonna have to check this show out as well. So it's cool that he's got uh, two shows on uh, AMC, so I'm definitely gonna check this out uh, when I get a chance. But uh, Dark Winds again. It is uh, on streaming on. It comes on on AMC on Sundays, I believe. And if you got AMC Plus, uh, you can watch it there, and it's elsewhere as well. I've seen it uh, out there. But uh, Dark Winds, awesome show. Definitely check it out. Um, did you check any of this out? Which one? Dark Winds. No, not yet. Uh, sounds like I should though, huh? Do you have AMC Plus? Or uh, AMC? <laughs> well, I don't. And that's why I'm missing uh, this current uh, Final Saul season, sadly. That's what I need to get. I'm, I was caught up. I think I'm a couple episodes behind. I need to sit down and watch that. But uh, shout out to Lance. Uh, he hooked me up. That's the only way I'm getting ready to watch these things. But uh, yeah, dark. You got AMC Plus, or you got uh, AMC on whatever cable satellite, whatever. Definitely check this show out. And as far as TV, that is it. Did you have anything else? Yeah, just a couple of quick hits. I uh, wanted to mention. I watch uh, Dateline every week, and now on Peacock they have a new kind of spinoff called Dateline: The Last Day. Um, I was excited at first until I realized it's basically uh, I'm pretty sure all of these were already just previously Dateline episodes. So um, they're kind of repackaging it that way. But in the end, it's just basically uh, I'm pretty sure this is stuff we've already seen if you watched all the regular Datelines. So there's that. Uh, I did want to bring up because I don't think we mentioned it yet. uh, Flora's Lava Season 2. Um, I was able to finish that and I was excited to see one of the episodes had, um, people from other Netflix show, including, uh, my show, the circle. So it was cool to see a trio of people from season two of that show, 
Uh, and the other thing I wanted to mention about that show was it's cool to see that uh, they did switch it up uh, in, in a way from uh, season one to season two, the way that they uh, bring them up to speak and watch the other people run. And they even changed um, like the final showdown. So that was kind of cool to see. Have you got any into the new lava? I never even heard of this. You've watched the first season. Wait, I thought we talked about it. The floor is lava. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, I, I thought it was like a regular uh, TV show. Uh, yeah, no, no. It's like uh, the the game show on Netflix. Yeah, they got a they got a new set of episodes. The second. Oh, season. okay. Well, then sh- I need to watch it then. Did they ever yeah, redo? Yeah. Did they ever bring back a hole in the wall? Did you I watch that? So. Did you watch that one? No. <laughs> Check it out. Just look it up on YouTube and watch that, dude. If they did that show, dude, and they needed contestants, we could we could have went on that and be the team because I probably right. would have lost. But <laughs> it just looked fun. Uh, so I think we could do it. I've seen big <laughs> fat guys on there playing that show, and they, they do their best. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, if you guys have, have no idea what I'm talking about, check out Hole in the Wall. It was a TV show that was on a few years ago. But. Cool. Uh, what is this on? Netflix. It's a Netflix oh. show. Floor right. is Lava. So, yeah, out. yeah, it stays entertaining. It's definitely one of those... Uh, cool shows to have on in the background so uh other than that uh while jade was here um watched a good amount of uh big brother australia season 13 uh really enjoyed that season i mentioned on here before and uh, how i put it up there with season nine of big brother canada and season 16 of the u.s show speaking of we're only two weeks away from the new season of big brother us so excited for that and also excited for the challenge which is going to feature a lot of uh past big brother uh players including um four of the six uh, cookout members from last season so hyped <laughs> any other tv no good to go and all right uh, we got yeah i just got the two movies and i can only speak on the one <laughs> All right, well, let's roll into that one because I'm going to have a lot to say about the other movie that I saw. But uh, we fi- we finally got, when we were up in uh, Bend, Oregon, awesome theater. I, was it a Regal? Is that what it was? Yeah, Regal IMAX. Uh, it wasn't an official IMAX screen. I think it was more of a smaller version because I, when we saw the theater, I was like, man, this doesn't look very big because uh, there's real, real IMAX screens that are huge. But... Um, dude, it was loud in there. We were up oh, in that top row. Was the yeah, my <laughs> right ear was ringing. Because uh, <laughs> uh, uh, we're talking about a Jurassic World. Uh, is it Dominion? Is that how you say it? That's right. Uh, PG-13. It was at two hours and 26 minutes. Did it need to be that long? No. no. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> uh, four years after the destruction of the Islar Nublar dinosaurs um, now live in a hunt now live and hunt alongside humans all over the world this fragile balance will reshape the future and determine once and for all whether humans human beings are the, are the remain are human beings are to remain to be the apex predators on the planet they now share with the history's most fearsome creatures that was google 
Ooh, wait a minute. Um, the wrong way on that one. IMDb usually probably got a quick uh, one and done sentence, and it says a new theme park built. Oh, wait, wait, wait a minute. That's Jurassic World. I need the other one. Where is it? Um. Oh, I just kind of clicked on the wrong. Oh, that's Fallen Kingdom. Uh, I don't know, but yeah, that's pretty much uh, the synopsis. But um. What what did you think of? Hold on, I'm sorry, my internet sucks, everyone. Um, I got I got to see uh, what it says on IMDb. Uh, Dominion, Dominion, here it is. Uh, uh yeah, it's, it's the exact same uh, synopsis that I read. But anyway, this was directed by um. My internet keeps feeling Colin Trevorrow. That he sounds, he sounds familiar. What what that what else did he direct? You know, offhand? he was uh, supposed to be involved with uh, Star Wars: uh, The Rise of Skywalker, but uh, they removed him and brought back JJ. <sighs> well, uh, well, as far as directing, I thought he did a good job. Um, I liked the film more than the last two. Um, but it didn't need to be this long. But uh, the returning characters, Chris Pratt, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard. Uh, Chris Pratt was Owen Grady. Bryce was Claire Deering. Um, uh, new, I think her name was DeWanda Wise. She played Kayla Watts. And uh, the returning cast, the legacy characters, uh, Laura Dern as Ellie Sattler, uh, Sam Neill. Uh, Damien as uh, Alan Grant, Jeff Goldblum as Ian, Ian Malcolm. Jeff Goldblum was was he in the first Jurassic World or the second one, or was he the second one? Okay, because I know but only when they for were a minute. <laughs> yeah, he was like in the beginning when they was doing some court thing. Uh, DB Wong he plays Doctor Henry Wu. He was in the first film, and yep. I want to say he popped up in one of the Jurassic World ones. If it wasn't the first one, of the, the, first, it was one. The, the first one, yeah. yeah. Yep. But um. Excuse me. Um, what was going on? I thought it was awesome to to see to bring back the original three from the first film. Uh, Sam Neill did come back for Jurassic Three. Uh, Jeff Goldblum was in just the first two. I don't think he was in uh, Jurassic Park Three, but uh, Laura Dern. I think she popped in in the third one as well. But to see them all come back on the screen, yes, they're much older because that first one was back in 95, I believe, 94 or 95. Um, they did age. Uh, I love Laura Dern. I mean, she just ages like fine wine. Uh, Bryce Dallas, I, I love her ever since uh, Lady in the Water. And uh, what was that other one she was in? Um, the Village. I think that was that first M. Night movie film. But uh, Chris Bratt, Star-Lord, he is who he is. Andy from Parks and Rec. Uh, I liked what was happening. I I think they're not really anything new they can pretty much do with the show other than uh, or this this series is bring in new dinosaurs. And there was a new one, another big giant, whatever to to battle the the T Rex and everything. But uh, Blue came back, and this time Blue was a raptor. She had a her little kid. Was it a she or a he? A she. I thought it was a he because they were saying that um, it had uh, 
had a baby and they, they were one. I don't know. I don't remember anyway, but what was going on? I thought it was cool. I, it, I didn't get what I wanted, but, but with that being said, I thought the movie was awesome. I loved it. I want to see it again. But I wanted it to be more because in that last film, when it left off, basically the dinosaurs were just running wild all over the world and any town USA and any city uh, USA, because we do see those pterodactyls or whatever they were at the end, uh, hanging out in Vegas, landing up on top of the big Vegas signs and everything. So I thought it was going to be a movie where they were going to be trying to round up all the dinosaurs that are just running free all over the planet. That That's not what we got. There was, some other uh, things going on in this, basically, um, this uh, were they a pharmaceutical company that were just trying yeah. to take yep. over the uh, the um, the vegetation uh, for the plant so they can be the number one uh, providers of it and and make all the money. They created these big um, giant, uh, what are they crickets or yeah, grasshoppers or something? Yeah, right. to to go and terrorize all the world's uh, crops. And the only ones that uh, basically just destroy your whole crops and eat everything. And so you couldn't make your own money. But if you were using the, I guess it was the the plant seeds or whatever from that company, uh, those bugs wouldn't eat it because it was just they were just trying to make money kill all the competition and everything so but that was pretty much the main thing and then they brought in everyone to try to figure out uh, on how to stop these big giant swarms that were all over the world and in between dinosaurs running for your lives uh, from dinosaurs so that's pretty much what it was but with that being said again I thought it was an awesome movie I really loved what was going on and seeing it in IMAX and that Huge theater and the loudspeakers because it was loud. It was loud during the trailers. So, I mean, I, I was just like, oh, man, it's going to be hella loud once the dinosaurs and all that start uh, roaring and <laughs> action kicking in. But uh, what did you think of this one? Yeah, uh, I was pretty impressed just because we had heard the uh, negative buzz going in, which... Uh, can often help you uh, enjoy a film. Uh, the one thing we agreed on when we were talking about it in the car was that uh, I don't know how, honestly how it could have been much better. You've 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 come so far, you've done so much. I don't know what is left to do, so I was fine with this. Um, I think one of the most exciting things was the connection they made to the first film in that uh, the person running the uh, this this corporation was uh, uh, damn what's his name? They uh, he's the guy from the first Jurassic Park, the original, where that the one dude uh, meets up with the uh, the shaving cream can, and he's giving them all the dino uh, DNA samples. And Dotson. Uh, yeah, Dodson. And because, yeah, in the original, like that part always gets stuck in my head when he's like, he's like trying to be all undercover. And the one guy's like, why are you dressed like that? And he's like, we got to be like, you know, we got to hide things. And then he's like, Dodson, we got Dodson here. Here's Dodson. And he's like, see, nobody cares. Uh, That scene uh, always sticks out to me. So it was like, oh, hey, there he is. (laughs) I'm trying to look up. That wasn't um, 
I know that was Newman that was calling yeah, him out. Yeah, right. And but, he's like, uh, we got Dotson here. <laughs> that wasn't the same actor. Uh, the, the portrayal. Yeah, same character, one. but not same actor. Yeah, because I was thinking, wait a minute, that was way back in... No, 93. 93. Yeah, Yeah, that guy, the the original dachshund was uh, Cameron Thor. And uh, this new one was, um, he's always playing an asshole or something or kind of the bad guy in these these movies. Um, What was his name? Uh, Campbell Scott. Uh, He's been in a bunch of things. But other than that, man, uh, again, I loved it. I thought it was an awesome film. I, I thought it was really good, and uh, I can't wait for the. Uh, I'm looking at my library. I only have the first three. I don't even have uh, any of the new ones. I think it was just because I was. I was like, eh, it was all right. I wasn't blown away by them. I know a lot of people didn't care for Jurassic Park 3. I liked it. <laughs> I thought it was good. But um, I don't know. We'll see. I'll, I guess they come out with a big 4K box set with uh, six movies in it. I'll pick it up. But the, yeah. the, way, the way it ended, it, the, the story could continue, but I don't know if it's going to. But um, Not for a while. My guess is they'll, they'll put it away for a while because what um, – I think three came out. What was that? 99, 2000, something like that. Right. I think so. Yeah. Anyways. So basically they sat on it for almost 20 years. My guess is that's the plan. Now they will, they'll sit on Jurassic for a while. They won't, uh, they won't touch it for, for some time. And then they'll come back again. And maybe, uh, this time, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard and Chris Pratt will be the legacy characters. <laughs> yeah, and they'll bring in some other uh, two new up-and-comers in it. But yeah, right. Jurassic World Dominion, it's still in theater. If you guys haven't seen it yet and we're selling it to you, it is worth seeing on the big screen, unless you just like watching movies at home. But I, I really enjoyed this film. Uh, yeah, like Zisu said, we went in, well, I went in, with all the oh, negative, yeah, no. all the negative people reviews, everyone went, oh, it's garbage. It's no good. Wait, don't waste your money. Um, I don't know what they wanted. I got what I wanted. The dinosaurs running wild and, <laughs> and everything. And I did like the story. So I got what I wanted. Yeah, same, same. All right. Uh, this is the last film we're going to talk about. This is a film that came out, um, I guess it did its festival run. Uh, at the end of last year, but it came out this year, and this um, it came out uh, this month uh, earlier. No, earlier, yeah, earlier this month, June third. Um, and this is Dash Cam. At the start of the pandemic, an um, indulgent and self uh, deluded live streaming improv musician abandons LA to Lon- for London, steals her ex bandmate's car, and makes a wrong decision to give a ride to an elderly woman who is not what she seems all right that was google two friends embark on a horror field road trip to live and live stream the most terrifying night of their lives uh this was directed by rob savage and written by rob savage Jeremy hurley and jed shepherd and this stars annie hardy amar sorry about the screaming kids it's bedtime amar chattaha pedal um, 
if you hear Buster screaming, he, he didn't take a nap today, so he's like super tired. <laughs> and a bunch of other people that, that pop up in this. Um, oh, and there was another lady, Angela Anna Horo. She played Angela. Jeez, everyone seems to be playing their own their own names. Uh, but anyway, this is a found footage film. I knew nothing about it, so I just saw the poster and what I caught from it from the poster was that it was just someone maybe driving around some dark road and happens to come across uh, somebody and all hell breaks loose. Uh, but it says it's from the creators of the acclaimed horror breakout film Host. I can't remember if that made my top 10 or last. I know it made my um, top 10 of horror films. Uh, host that movie was awesome if you guys have shutter or amc plus amc plus shutter comes with it but not all the movies on shutter are on there i don't know why but that's just how it is but uh check out host i talked about it on the show when, when that came out it was awesome film uh but with this film did it bring anything new to the table no uh as far as found footage no same thing shaky camera work making you dizzy um but I liked on, on how they filmed this. It was filmed or shown as as a live stream video, a majority of it, uh, or pretty much all of it. But there was times where they ran out of, um, uh, like the live stream was cut because of uh, where they were when they were running around out in the wild. And every now and then, because on the side, uh, when it's going live, you can see all the comments and everything going up on the, on the left side of the screen. And then on the right side of the screen, you see the little happy faces, scared faces, mad faces, emoji hearts, and, and crap like that when, when you're looking at live streams. Um, but this, this young woman, uh, Annie, she is one of those uh, right-wing MAGA Q idiots. <laughs> Like one of those ones that are really, really extreme. I mean, that are just like that, that. Like this was going during the pandemic. Like I'm not wearing a mask. You're taking away my freedom, and the election was stolen, and, and all that type of shit. Basically, one of those idiots that stormed the Capitol. Uh, speaking of that, are you watching any of that? Um, uh, the the trial, and not the trial, whatever that's going on now the, in Washington, the uh. January 6th dealings. Are you watching any of that? No. <laughs> it's just making me laugh uh, on what's happening, man. These people don't want to go to jail, so they're just spilling their guts <laughs> on this. Well, this is what I heard, and this is what I know, and they're they're just spilling it all because they don't want to go to jail. Even uh, Trump's daughter, uh, she came out when they interviewed her, and she just, well, this this is what happened. And da, 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 da. then they straight up ask you, do you think the election was stolen? You're like, no, I said, no, no, no. That's not what you were saying when it happened, <laughs> but it's crazy. And then they, they're just basically going through all of all that nonsense and what happened uh, at the Capitol. But anyway, so she's one of those ones. Probably she was probably there that stormed the Capitol. No, no, no. Well, she might've been, I don't know. But anyway, uh, shout out to the actress. Uh, her name is uh, Amy Hardy. She is taking some heat for playing this character. She, I mean, I'm I'm on her side. She was playing a character in a movie. It's not her views, but everybody was like, "Oh my god, I hate her." Um, the only thing I knew about this film is uh, shout out to a uh, Blind Frankenstein. He said, 
I, everybody, and he, what he said, and everyone else, the things that I've read about it, everybody hated her character on just how she was. Like they're like, oh my god, just kill her already. <laughs> they, they, they were they were hot uh, on her on on her beliefs and and the shit she was saying. But anyway, uh, so she's doing the whole live stream thing. Uh, she freestyles and everything when she's filming. But as she starts off in America, she leaves America and goes to London to go be with, uh, hang out with one of her friends. Um, she kind of gets into it with her friend's uh, girlfriend and, and leaves the house, but takes uh, her friend's car and his phone. And he does like those DoorDash things. So she gets a, uh, a DoorDash thing. So she's like, oh, I'm going to go pick up uh, this food and take this order in. So... When she gets to the restaurant, there's nobody in there. But then when she finally finds she finds this old lady in there and then uh, this other other lady that owns the restaurant, she goes, hey, can you take her to this address and I'll pay you whatever? And she's like, well, no, I don't want to do that. But she just tries to leave. And then when she gets back in her car, the old lady is sitting in her car already. So she's like, kind of just get out of here. Get out of here. What are you doing? I don't want nothing to do with you. Because then she starts spitting up blood and then she craps herself and all this. So she just like, oh, hell, let me take get rid of her. But she can't get rid of this old lady. And then, I mean, that's that's where I'm going to leave you there, because that that's how it starts. Once that old lady got in the car, it was like hell on earth to the end. And I was all in on this movie. <laughs> I thought it was awesome. I loved what was going on. Um, yeah, the beginning, if you don't have those type of beliefs that she did, will can, can get on your nerves about it. But um, she stood her ground, man. She Whatever she believed in, and that's what she thinks. And hey, man, more power to you. But uh, to get past that, but once all the hell and craziness started, there was a lot of jump scares. Um, if found footage films make you dizzy, don't watch this one. Because it was all over the place. when the, it, She was using her phone, so it was like all over shaking phone falling on the ground and everything. It, it was, it was nuts. There was times where I had to close my eyes because there was just too much, uh, shakiness in this film. But I, it, it, that I can't sit and watch all those films. My wife, she can't watch no found footage films. It just makes her sick. But with that being said, again, I loved what was going on. I'm not going to go into on what happens, uh, all the way to the end, but that was pretty much the beginning and how the story got going and it was just crazy. Once it got going, once that old lady came into the, into picture, uh, into the story, it just just it was like hell on earth, and just got crazier and crazier as the night went on. <laughs> but uh, I really loved what was going on in this film. There is some people that didn't really care for this film mainly because of the main girl, uh, her character she was portraying. But to get past all that, uh, I thought this was a really awesome film, and I loved. Uh, that all these movies that they're making lately, I mean, it has to be in the pandemic times. So I, I really like uh, what they're doing with there. So, but um, you can uh, rent this film on wherever you rent movies. Um, I saw it and I'll leave it at that. But um, this was definitely an awesome film. If this was in a theater, I would have went and seen it in the theater. I, I'm pretty sure it had uh, some select um uh, showings, uh, just random places, probably the bigger cities, but um, it's definitely worth a watch if you like found footage films. Uh, and I sold it to you because this this gets it gets real creepy, scary, jump scares, and there is some things that were like that were really gross on what was happening. But um, 
I, I give it a thumbs up, man. I thought this was really good. I didn't, I wasn't really, I didn't think I was going to like it because of all the negative uh, reviews, only dealing with who the, the main girl was and her beliefs and everything. That's what a lot of people were kind of turned off uh, by this film. But get past that and watch all the craziness. And I think you, you'll enjoy the film like I did. So, but uh, yeah, that is Dash Cam and it is streaming everywhere that you can rent movies so definitely definitely check that out but if i gotta i probably won't put it be in my regular top 10 but if i gotta pick uh, i'm i'll give you guys a horror top 10 like i did last year this right now has its spot um i don't know where yeah there is some other horror movies uh that i need to watch i already got my number one horror film of the year um i'm hoping halloween kills knocks it out of that number one spot but i don't know we'll see but um yeah dash cam check it out and as far as movies, that is all I have. Cool. So what are we? Recommendations? Because we did sports. We did Star Wars. Oh, no. Collecting. Collecting. Uh, I don't know. All I got is what you gave me. I'll, I'll run through mine really, really quick, everyone. Uh, shout out to the Zisu. Uh, he got me uh, a regular figure of uh, Bo-Katan. I've never seen this anywhere. So right on. Thank you so much. Yeah, um, shout out to uh, Rachel as well as the Zisu here. I got two uh, Funkos. Well, I got a few Funkos there in the box, but I can't see them. Um, but I'll talk about these two. Uh, the Iron Maiden, uh, the Eddie figures from uh, Somewhere in Time. You got the Cyborg Eddie as well as the Stranger in a Strange Land Chase. Uh, shout out to Rachel. Um, thank you so much. Love you for it. And the Zisu, of course, he always gets my love. Um, one more last thing. I, the, the other things you got me are in the box on the other side of the room. And they're, it's, that's fine. That's I, I saw them, but cool. Right on. Uh, but this one, this is one of the figures that I wanted because I loved her character and I just love her in real life. Uh, Angelina Jolie. This is, uh, from the, uh, Marvel Legends series. And this is, uh, Athena from, uh, the Eternals. Um, I loved her character. I enjoyed that film a lot. I, I just recently rewatched it. Um, I love her sculpt because it looks it looks like Angelina, and I'm glad that because uh, there's sometimes hit and miss with these figures with the paint when it comes to the eyes and everything. Sometimes it's off and sometimes it's perfect. But this one is a perfect one. Uh, again, for for those of you that don't know that are new, I am an in the package guy, so this is definitely uh, staying in the package. So, but. Um, I, yeah, I can't reach those other ones, but yeah, those are the, the main things uh, that I got. What do you got? All right. Um, real super quick sports moment as I've been watching the, uh, NBA draft as we record this, the Warriors pick is actually just in as we record Patrick Baldwin jr. Forward from Milwaukee. Uh, never heard of him before, but he was the number five recruit in ESPN's top 100. Uh, 11 games last year, 12.1 points a game. Modern skill set. Um, we'll see. Uh, it's what's One of the funniest things is uh, the commissioner who wasn't able to attend the championship because he uh, got a positive uh, virus test. Uh, he opened up the night uh, congratulating the Warriors, which uh, the draft is happening in Brooklyn. So, of course, uh, any team that's not them, they're going to boo. And especially uh, when you're the champs, you're not the favorites. So 
uh, it was funny to hear the the groans and the boos of that. Uh, he actually used the Warriors as an example of building through the draft, Steph, Clay, and Dre, uh, 7, 11, and 32nd picks in the draft. So, um, But, yeah, that's what I was waiting for. Uh, we got uh, a new member of the team, Dub Nation. So, uh, But, yeah, as far as my pickups, uh, just a few. Um, um, coming in, the Turtles, uh, Eastman and Laird, it looks like an art the way they do it. It's pretty cool. I mentioned before the first ones I got in, um, I got the Chase of Donatello and then Raphael came at the same time. Later, Shredder and Casey Jones came up, both regular. And uh, Michelangelo just arrived, also not a Chase. The only one I'm waiting on now is Leonardo. So one more shot at a Chase there, but uh, in the – chance it is a chase then i'm going to need another of the regular because the regular are kind of color uh green with black splotches on it it's a really interesting art series and then the um, chase version is all black and white like the classic comics so uh, there's that one and then uh, while picking up my stormtrooper that i did a pre-order in for the uh Galacticon at GameStop, uh, they called me to pick that up. It was kind of weird, actually, before we went on the the Heim trip to Bend. I was at my local GameStop, and they had had the Trooper, and they're like, oh, yeah, but it's, like, street-dated for July. So I was like, okay, whatever. Um, then we got up to Bend, and I looked at the GameStop there uh, while we were there, and they had them out, and I was like, Okay, well, that's silly, but uh, then they called me, let me know I could come pick it up. And when I did, it worked out for the best. Uh, the rare chase in the wild, uh, maybe not the most exciting for, for everybody, but to me, a chase is a chase. Uh, the newest version of Britney Spears as she looks on the uh, circus album cover. Uh, the difference in this chase is that she has a glitter hat uh, of which the regular version does not have. So uh, kind of cool because it's always cool to find a chase in the wild. It's so rare. <laughs> oh, man. Speaking of Brittany, <laughs> um, do you follow her on uh, Instagram? No, but you were mentioning to me that in the car, and I was like, huh, no, I had no idea. So you said it's uh, been wild, though, huh? Yeah, if you guys follow her, she's yeah, she's out there <laughs> with her with her posts and everything. So it's just crazy. Um, but uh, yeah, go on her Instagram and just see uh, everything that is Brittany. But that's all you got. Yep, that's uh all right, we're coming to the end, everyone. Uh, we're gonna not gonna yeah, we're not gonna get out of here without doing some recommendations. Um, again, this show is dedicated to uh, to our brother D. Um, listen to anything of the things that he loves: uh, Metallica, Slayer, Testament, George Michael, uh, Prince, uh, Michael Jackson, Dave Matthews, and pick anything from any of them. I know he listens to other things as well, but those are the ones that come to my mind. And as far as movies, watch anything Arnold and anything uh, Sylvester Stallone. All right. Uh, for me, I think it's a rather obvious choice, as you heard earlier in the pod, the uh, 
one time I was able to meet him. Uh, we were watching uh, Triple Frontier, and I love that movie. Uh, watched it um, up there with him, and then multiple times when I got back home. Uh, I really like that film. Like I said, it made my indie or top ten, and you can see it on Netflix. Uh, yeah, so definitely check it out. And uh, uh, what's something good? Oh, woo! <laughs> Mystery of chess boxing. Why not? Uh, in honor of uh, Yo MTV Raps. <laughs> All right, everyone. That is it. Uh, right now, uh, this episode it was a little rough, rough start yeah. out, but. Uh, what I needed to say needed to be said. So again, uh, dedication to my brother, Darren. Awesome. Awesome guy. I love him to death and I'm going to miss him uh, every day. It's been, been rough the past few days uh, after his passing, but uh, we're going to move forward. We are going to lay him to rest uh, next week uh, up in uh, Everett, Washington. And again, I'm going to put the, uh, the GoFundMe link down in the uh, show notes. So definitely, if you can, um, just donate whatever. Doesn't matter. Give me donate fifty cents. Some every every little bit counts. But please do if you can. Um, if you you don't have to, but uh, it, it's up to you. But uh, something I can ask um, if you're a if you do your prayers at night or anything, uh, just um, pray for my brother and his family. Because uh, they're, they're really hurting right now. And, uh, yeah, that's going to be it. But um, I know he's here with us uh, in spirit all the time. And I'm sure he listens. He's listening to us right now on uh, uh, wherever he's at. But, hey, D, I love you, brother. Just um, party on, man. Take care of yourself. And uh, we'll see each other again. Definitely um, give your brother and your sister a hug for me. And uh, definitely a big hug uh, to your dad. And, uh Take care of Kyle for me, brother. Uh, I know you will. And uh, that is it. Um, go over to uh, Facebook. Follow us over there, East Society. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, follow uh, Pod and East Society Podcast on Instagram as well as on Twitter. Uh, go over to TikTok. Uh, follow us there, East Society Pod. Uh, go over to YouTube, like our and subscribe or subscribe to our YouTube page. I try to put more on there. And I guess that is it. Oh, go over to T Public, get an East Society shirt or a MacNest podcast shirt. Uh, put, there's links uh, to that to that in the show notes uh, as well and uh, everything else. Just um, be safe out there, everyone. Uh, we're, we're still in this. I know a lot of people think it's all over with. It's not over with. A couple of my friends just got sick and uh, glad that they're okay. They messaged me earlier today. Let me know how they were doing. Uh, so shout out to Sean. Uh, Sean's part of you know, the E-Society. He's been on the show a few times. Uh, when I do my recordings at work uh, with my coworkers, uh, he was on uh, one of the NBA check-ins. He was there. Uh, as well as, I think we did Pokemon Go one time. They, they were there for that too, but uh, he's a huge Star Wars fan. Uh, so shout out to him, brother. Just get well soon. Shout out to my girl, Mavis. Uh, I love you. Uh, I'm glad that you and uh, your son are doing better. And uh, everyone else, if you guys are hearing my voice and you're still uh, you're battling it as well, just be cool, man. Just hang in there. We'll be all right. So, But with that, everyone, just be safe out there. Again, I love you, brother. I miss you, D. 
And uh, this one's for you, brother. Just party on, man, because I know you fucking you rule, dude, and I love you. So until next time, everyone, just be safe out there and party on. Yep. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Till next time, have fun, be safe, and we'll see you next time, you society.